Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Great things and welcome back to WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is here. It is the 13th day of July 2020. Mr. Rob Sanders, our fabulous producer, he's making everything work for us, so we appreciate his help and hard work. He's got his console all set, so we appreciate his setup time. On The Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. We invite you to do what I've done. Let's go to Sunbury. Motors.com. See their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, and Hyundai inventory, plus all the pre-owned inventory, and that's hundreds of vehicles. Then select the perfect vehicle and purchase it online right from your home. If you do not need a new vehicle just yet, you can visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. Of course, hundreds of people go there every day and uh, visit the, the dozens of good mechanics and professional men and women who are working on cars there, and that's where they specialize in all types of service. I know what you're saying, Joe. That's not really a specialty, is it? All types of service. But they take fabulous care of every vehicle, no matter what it needs. They can do state inspections. They'll pump you up with nitrogen, and they'll be glad to see you. they got a car wash, a body shop, an alignment shop, and they also have a truck parts shop. So if your truck parts are ailing, you can replace them. The Sunbury Motor. Are you okay, buddy? I've got parts that are ailing. Well, (laughs) there you go. Will they replace them for me? Yes. Get your tricorder out. Find out what's busted, then go to Sunbury Motor Company. Okay. There's a lot of fiction for you. But the truth is you can go to sunburymotors.com and find out their wide range of services that are available. Find about the Mertz family, 100 years of service plus at uh, the Sunbury Motor Company, and they would just love to do business with you. Rare opportunity to do business with the same company that your great-great-grandparents did, but uh, they were well-served, and you will be too, at the Sunbury Motor Company, and they would just uh, love to talk to you and meet with you at the Sunbury Motor Company. Oh, on the mark, open phone. Phones right now, 1 800 795 9565. We may hear from uh, the mayor of Mifflinburg uh, this half hour uh, talking about Matthew Bauer Socks, the man who was murdered on uh, Friday night. Just an ultra terrible tragedy in just every sense of the word that affected our community Saturday night or Friday night and uh, so he may talk about that and uh, at 9.10 this morning we're going to hear from Trooper Mark Reisner who's the community information uh, specialist from the state police in the region the Troop F in the region and uh, while we're not going to talk about the ultra specific details of the shooting Friday night he's going to tell us about the protocols and methodology that police are using Using, and we will talk about PFAs, and uh, we'll ask him about, uh, I guess, some rumors, too, that popped up after well, the... This would be a great day to have our friend from Montour County on. Bob Buner. Bob Buner, as a former right. DA, so. talking about 
PFAs, which I th- honestly think is one of the cruelest jokes men play on women. You know, we this is supposed to protect people, and it doesn't. How many times have we heard stories about uh, someone being shot and killed, and usually, and 99.9% of the time it's a man who kills the woman and maybe someone she's involved with now, you know, but what does it really guarantee? I mean, it seems to me that there's got to be more, that if you, you get an emergency PFA order from against somebody, there should be a requirement that immediately they undergo some sort of psychological profile, possibly the person who reports it, too, because I'm sure sometimes they're reported falsely. But it seems like we need to do more to protect people from these PFAs or else change their name. Like, we hope you'll be protected from abuse instead of protection from abuse. We should just call them what they are, a little bit of protection from abuse orders. But, but they're not, I mean, how do they're they protect They're not even you? a little bit. No, how okay. do they protect women? I mean, it's it's very sad to me that someone, uh, you know, w- would first of all ignore um, the fact that they had one against them, but you're, and now any law you depend upon the goodwill of people to obey it. It's like a stop sign in a municipality. It's, you know, you can run through there, and unless there's a cop sitting there, you won't get caught. But then the other question I think this raises is the sale of surveillance equipment to the general public. The GPS device that was used on the undercarriage of Miss Campbell's car. Car, Right. I mean, that's... Purchased by Mr. Fernanderers. Do you think that's a good thing, that we sell surveillance equipment to anybody? I I realize you have the right in this country to buy it. You know, the the other aspect of this is my understanding is he may have cobbled together his handgun illegally. His guns were should have been taken away. We'll assume that they were. Well, we have an expert on that on the line. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but he may have cobbled together an illegal handgun, or you know, just from parts that may have been illegal. We don't know for sure. But um, but he used a GPS device to track her. Well, I'm sure there are already laws in place to prevent people from illegally eavesdropping and tracking people, particularly when you have a PFA against you as it related to this. So uh, let's suppose that the harshest law in history existed that said no GPS is used to illegally track your ex-wife. Well, guess what? You'll get one illegally and use it anyway. Well, I can understand a parent maybe wanting one to keep a track of where their child's car goes on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I certainly don't have a problem you with that. You didn't trust Mike back in the day? Uh, well, back in the day, we didn't have GPS <laughs> You didn't have it. Okay, so but if you did. It was a right, moot point. Anyway. But seriously. Not I mean, making light of what is really just a tough situation it is. It's all a, around. It's a tragic situation. But there were certainly warnings. There was the threat, you know, the fact that they were, she was granted the PFA. But then what happened? Nothing. Uh, he was going to have a hearing before a judge, what, tomorrow or Thursday of this week? It seems like that's too slow a process. If someone threatens to kill you and it's credible, I think there's got to be more intervention faster. one 800 We do have open phones this morning. We're talking about the uh, shooting on sa- Friday night. I don't know why I want to say this on Saturday, but uh, it was Friday night. and Extensive investigations. The DA, Mike Piazzu, uh, going to uh, talk to us at some point this week, and we'll hear from Trooper Reasoner a little bit later on. He's a public information officer from the state police. He's not going to talk about the citizen who intervened at this incident Friday night. That's still under investigation. He will talk about PFAs. Uh, he will not talk about the ultra-specifics of the Friday night case, but he will talk about state police methodology when there is a call about a shooting that takes place. So uh, this won't be ultra-specific information about the case, but it should be informational, and that'll be at 9.10 this morning. Stan, thanks for waiting. Good morning. You're on the mark. Good morning. Uh, yeah, so on the shooting, the guy had a PFA against him. 
Yep. Right. So that shows how much that piece of paper is worth. Right. right. Now, I I did see in the newspaper. I read the daily item that they said that. What, he assembled some sort of firearm? I'm assuming it was a handgun. Well, that's in the affidavit, yep, something about yeah. him. so, I mean, I don't know what he did or how he did it. You know, it's possible he got a what, what they call an 80% lower and assembled it from that, which it is it is legal. No, I, I don't have any, you know, use for any of that stuff, but uh, it is legal. Uh, but maybe not for him because... He had the PFA against him, so he was, you know, violating law upon law, terroristic threats. You know, he threatened a woman mm-hmm. with killing her, and, and he went through with it. Now, you're right, July 1st to July, what was it, 10th? There's nine days in there that nothing was done to make sure that he wasn't a threat to that woman. Right. So what's, what's the answer? I mean, I, I don't know. There's laws on the books that supposed to prevent but like you said it's up to the goodwill of the people to follow the law correct right and if they don't and follow with it no goodwill aren't going to follow the law but here's the here's the question now you're i know you're a strong advocate for gun rights um it used to be that uh, you had to turn your guns over you could turn them over to a friend but i think they changed that law now and you have to turn them over to law enforcement but shouldn't the minute you get that pfa shouldn't a search warrant be issued for the home of the person who made the threat so that they can go and see whether or not he has has fully disclosed all the weapons he has and given them to the police I won't. I won't argue with you about that because you're right. If a person has a PFA against him, or somebody's threatening to kill him, personally, if it was me, I'd want to make sure the guy or person, because it could be a woman, had no weapon to commit that act. Now, that's not saying that that person couldn't hide a weapon somewhere, not in his premises, to use for that act, because he obviously had it planned out. You know, from what the paper said, he had a note written to law enforcement about what he was going to do and why he was going to do it, is what i seen in the newspaper. I don't know if it's true or not, and I don't care. I don't want to know, because in my opinion, that bits of uh, information taints the jury pool. You know, I don't, I don't think a lot of the stuff that's in the newspaper should be there for that reason. It's tainting the jury pool. Because everybody, you know, you hear about a murder in a local community, Anybody, most people are going to read the newspaper, see what, what went on. Well, so, but out of the 60,000 residents who are eligible to be on juries in Northumberland County, you can surely find somebody who hasn't boned up on the topic and hasn't read the Daily Adam. And the Daily Adam, you know, on a good day, has, what, a circulation of about 20,000 at the most. And let's, but, let's, let's suppose twice as many people read it as there are copies. I mean, everybody reads the same copy twice. That's 40,000. That still leaves 40,000 people available for your jury. But it was also on the news media and on the radio and the, and the television. So what's, you know, that's that's a problem. You know, I, the only thing I want to know is two people died, they caught a guy, and they have a name. That's all that needs to be said. The specifics of anything, like he had a note in the car, he had to use use some possibly illegal firearm, and he had a PF. Okay, he had a PFA against him. So at that point, we know that he probably violated, and he's at least guilty of violating that. But the rest of it, you're tainting the jury pool. Okay, well, that well, possibility. Okay, so you may, let's just stipulate you may be, that that may be true. Let's look at the other aspect of it. You have an armed citizen who intervened. 
Now, right. I, I watched, read some of the comments uh, on the various websites about people. Some people posted the guy's a vigilante uh, and is dangerous, and other people, and me included, who think he was a hero for what he did, simply because he had no way of knowing whether this guy was going to get another gun and unload it on the people in the restaurant or what else he might have planned, you know? So I think right. that he did have the, extra ammunition. He, I think he did the right thing. He neutralized it, and then people were able to come out and help or do what they could uh-huh. to help. But you but know, to call him a vigilante. Doesn't a vigilante have to have in his mind that today I'm going to go stop a crime somewhere? I'm sure that guy, when he was in the restaurant, he carried because he feels that he needs to carry to keep for his personal protection. Do you think that he was went into that restaurant to eat his wings? Thought today is the day that I'm going to use it to kill somebody that's out there killing somebody else, or to shoot somebody to neutralize them as a vigilante. And I doubt it very much. No, so I don't think he had that. In, I don't vigilante think... word, you know, turn around or way off the mark. I don't think he had that intent that day. But you don't carry nor pop out of a restaurant with your handgun because you can help in a situation unless you've already thought about the potentiality for doing that. So that's all. Enough about but, him. None of that. All of that is. Sort but of this right. probably matter. played out over ten to twelve seconds. You know, for right. the first shootings, and I don't know how long the second part, where where the armed citizen came out, how long that would have taken. But I doubt that it would have taken much more than another ten or twelve seconds. So, well, yeah, and from what reading reading in the paper, the guy was running, chasing uh, the man. I don't remember his name. Chasing him towards the entrance of the restaurant to shoot him, and he ran out of ammo after he shot him a few times, or I don't know how many times he was hit. It's not in the paper. Don't want to know. Don't care because it doesn't matter. The guy's dead. So at that point, yeah, people inside don't know. Does he have more ammo? Is he going back? Is he going to come back into the restaurant and take out some more people? Mm-hmm. That's all things that people have to think about, and that's why a lot of people carry concealed. Because why should they be sitting ducks in a restaurant like that? All they went to do was enjoy a good evening meal. Right. Uh, I think they were very lucky that there was someone there uh, who was licensed, apparently, to carry a firearm and acted responsibly and quickly to try and neutralize the situation. You know, right. the old expression, and I think this proves it, the only way to stop a bad man with a gun is with a good man with a gun. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the case. Uh, Stan, as long as we're on this general subject, let's try to keep this general. If somebody wanted to get some training, they of course, they're going to conceal carry, and you can get a permit. And buy, we should mention that buy. Stan's a licensed firearm dealer. All right. Stipulated. <laughs> and... Uh, if somebody wanted to get some training, is there anybody around here that does training that uh, would teach you about different scenarios and responses and, you know, the huge mistakes that can be made under these kinds of uh, general circumstances? Yeah, there is. I, I know up in uh, up in Williamsport there's an indoor range that teaches that, and there's a guy up in Bloomsburg or Berwick that does some training, too. Off the top of my head, I don't know his name. So, yeah, there are people around, and most of the time if you go to a local gun club, They'll have information, or they may, you know, do the training themselves, have somebody there that does it. Gotcha. Okay. So, so yeah, there, there's people around that do it. All right. Well, thank you so much for the info. We always appreciate it. Thank you. Can I ask you one more, one more question, Steve? No, 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 no. Can I? All right. One more. <laughs> okay. Well, you mentioned that he may have bought an 80% uh, kit of some kind, and you're able to put together a gun from that standpoint. And you said that's legal. But having completed it, must it be registered, or does it stay unregistered? Well, well, those, those, those are unregistered because you've manufactured it yourself. Now, I like I said, this guy probably had some issues, and I don't know. You know, we don't know yet, and we it may come out in trial. 
whether he was even you know permitted he may have had some sort of record or other condition that he couldn't legally own any type of firearm what's a p80 the the affidavit calls attention to a p80 handgun well that's a p a p p p well p85 is a ruger p80 not sure. It might Polymer be a Ruger. P80. I'm, not, I'm not sure, to tell you the truth. Okay. The P85 is one that was made by Ruger, but a P80, yeah, that number doesn't ring a bell. Well, Polymer's not a brand name. That's a type of plastic, isn't it? All right. P80 grip has a similar shape. Okay. Yeah, it might be some... Who knows? Okay, so we don't know enough yeah. from that. The affidavit right. makes reference to him having a Polymer P80 handgun, but beyond that, well, it doesn't I mean, say... Yeah, poly- oh, it might have been a Polymer 80% lower. I know they make them for Glock. At least Glock. I'm not sure how many other ones they may or may not make. <laughs> you don't and, sell any yeah. polymer guns, probably. Where, where would you get that, Stan? Just out of curiosity, would it be a mail order thing with no no checks or no no uh, requirements? Uh, no, there's there are some dealers that, that sell them in their shops. I you know, but yeah, mail order. I mean, that's generally the mail order is a big thing. You know, cheaper than dirt's one place I know that has them listed, and I think even <laughs> like Cabela's uh, might in their catalog. Yeah. And, and some other ones, uh, I'm not sure. I, I I don't pay much attention to them because I don't have any use for them. I, I don't I don't need to. If I want to buy a gun, I'll buy a gun. Okay, a real one. Yeah. All right, fair enough. <laughs> thank you so thank much. You Stan. Thank you for so much shedding yep. some light on this for us. Appreciate the call. Thanks. All right, yep. uh, Stan from Danville. We'll take a quickie break. We'll take more comers. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We got one call coming in, and uh, we're going to hear from the state police during the nine a.m. hour. This WK. Okay. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark, 1-800-795-9565, our open line. You can email us at on the mark at WDKOK.com. Eric, thanks for waiting a short time. You are now on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, your previous caller uh, described his... Um um, he has concern for, for juries. <laughs> um, the right to bear arms. And okay. I also uh, advocate for that. I think we should be uh, able to uh, have our ability to defend ourselves. Where then the next sentence was, well, we have too much freedom of the press. You cannot uh, have pick and choose which of our rights of the Bill of Rights we're going to, to have and have not. Uh, I, I read the article in the uh, Daily Item. I've been following with interest the coverage of this, uh, being a native of Snyder County and very interested in what's happening in our, uh, in our county here. And I thought the coverage was level-handed and done well and with respect to the, uh, the victims and so on and so forth. 
But you can't just say, oh, well, we're not going to report on this because something might come out of this which will taint a jury. Uh, a lesson in history tells us that when you have a dictatorship, one of the first things they do is uh, take away the arms of their citizens so they can't defend themselves. And the next thing they do is attack or nationalize the media so that nothing that is derogatory against the regime comes out. So um, just, just my thought that you can't, can't have... Uh, one of our uh, rights to the Bill of Rights, and then not also uh, have the other ones. Well, many people want to limit the Second Amendment, though, and there are laws limiting that. I mean, you can't shout fire in a crowded theater, so there are limits on free speech. True, you know, I think true, the point he was freedom, trying to make... we also have the right of freedom of the press. Right. That's what I was talking about. Well, but that's still free speech. You know, you you have you can be sued for printing the wrong thing. Not that anybody did. I'm just saying there are limits on almost everything. I think that what Stan was saying was that there should be some limits with respect, perhaps, to ongoing crimes or things that haven't been adjudicated yet in the courts. Well, he had concerns, too, about tainting a potential jury in the yeah. future. You know, this... <laughs> <laughs> this case ain't going to a jury anytime soon, I can tell you that. But that's another topic. But there are certainly other cases where information that could potentially inform a jury. But attorneys sift through this. They find objective jurors that haven't paid attention to or uh, maybe read the press coverage and weren't swayed by it. It didn't influence their decision. They're still able to see objectively what what, what happened. Uh, it's a valid concern, but still I think you know people des- desperately wanted to know what happened, who it happened to, and what maybe led to it, uh, you know, it could potentially be a lifesaver. If, if you detail what happened in the PFA and you detail what happened that night, maybe somebody else can be uh, uh, able to uh, pre- prevent this kind of thing from maybe happening again. And you may end up with more citizens who end up uh, carrying a handgun, either open carry or concealed, and getting some training so that, you know, in the one in a million shot that they might have to to intervene, to be the good guy with the gun, as the NRA likes to say, uh, that they would have that opportunity to do so. Well, there was another aspect to this that has not been reported on at all, and that is there was a traffic accident at Roosevelt Avenue on Friday night involving a state police unit on its way to the scene. And there were supposedly injuries there, but nothing I've seen has been released about that accident yet at this point. Okay. And I think it does bring up a question about, you know, safety, and and it's all aspects of this thing. We need to know how police respond and what they're doing, and I, I don't think that's oversight. I think it's a matter of saying, okay, how do we keep ourselves safe? We need to know that the police are responding in a certain way, and then we need to be careful to look out and make sure that we don't cause any problems for them. Yeah, my, my family is involved with the emergency medical services on a volunteer basis, so we became aware of this because we heard as it was coming down on my, my family members' scanners and, and then also on the uh, specific channels which where the additional information was coming down. But uh, my point is that freedom of the press or freedom of speech is a two-way sword. Uh, certainly the right to investigate and report it, but then as the average citizen, the right we have to be informed in a democracy. So then if we need to take action, if something outrages us, if, if we think that PFA uh, regulations need changed, then we then as voting citizens can then bring this as a topic of discussion and perhaps changing our laws to fit what we feel has to be done based upon one or other instance that are happening. Without a reporting of this, we would not know and then not know that there are situations that need to be 
addressed through our democratic process. Couldn't agree with you more. And I, I think here, this points up the drastic need to do something about PFAs that actually put some teeth in them uh, for both parties. I mean, I can imagine somebody being accused unfairly of being a threat to someone else. But unless you make a thorough and quick investigation, you don't know. And I think that's the, that's the real dilemma here, that people get killed waiting for the system to function. And, you know, police will tell you that I could say to you, uh, Eric, I'm going to shoot you, but if, if I, that's all I ever say, they can't arrest me. I have to act on it before it becomes a crime, apparently. Maybe we need to revisit that somehow. I would also applaud our district attorney here for being right on the scene very quickly and addressing issues and so forth, letting the public know that that it was a uh, isolated incident and the public was not in danger. Uh, so I applaud Mike for, for his quick action and yep. being right there on the scene of it. Mike does an outstanding job, no doubt about it. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, thank thank you. you so much. Appreciate the call. We'll open up the phones during the 9 a.m. hour at 9 o'clock. We'll have CBS News 906. We'll do local news. We'll just check some of the headlines. We won't do a comprehensive, broad newscast, newscast with everything we have. 910, Mark Reisner, the trooper that is the public information officer for state police around here, going to call in. Not specifically talking about this case, but talking about the methodology of police when they investigate uh, something of this general nature but not the specifics of this case. He will talk about PFAs. Uh, Joe uh, is uh, strangely ultra-concerned about PFAs all of a sudden, so we'll give him a chance to ask those questions. I've always been concerned about them. I've seen too many instances where they haven't done what they were supposed to do. Right, and uh, we will not be talking about the citizen who intervened. It is not something that Trooper Reasoner is informed on, and so he won't comment on that. So that'll be one of the things that we'll want uh, more details about on a later date. So that's in our meeting. Future. Then we'll open up the phone lines, and anybody who wishes to call us can do so. Uh, when the time comes, you'll be calling 1 800 795 9565. You can email us anytime at on the mark at WKOK.com. You can text us at 70236. And remember that On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can. You are listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. WKOK News Time, it is coming up on 9 a.m., so we start that CBS uh, newscast sequence right now. This is WKOK Sunbury, 9 a.m. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan is directly across from me and directly opposed to almost everything commonsensical that I propose. And uh, monitoring objectively without opinion or review is Mr. Rubset, our fabulous producer, making sure that everybody gets an open mic on WKOK. So we appreciate his help and hard work. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do as I've done. 
and that's go to sunburymotors.com and check out your next vehicle. Our toll-free line is open. You can call us 1-800-795-9565. It'll be open after we do the news and have one scheduled interview. So on or about 9.15 this morning, we'll have open lines. You can email us anytime at onthemark at wdkokid.com, and you can text us at 70236. And we do have some brief news headlines. One additional death reported in the Valley from the State Health Department because of COVID-19. This particular death, as is always the case with these uh, incidents, there is no additional detail about the individual who died from COVID-19 in Northumberland County. There are six other local COVID-19 cases that have been reported locally. State Department of Health Sunday reported three new cases confirmed in Northumberland County to date since the pandemic began. A total of 346 county residents have tested positive for coronavirus, most of whom have recovered. One new case is reported in Union County. Their total now 99 people who are residents of Union County contracted COVID-19 since the beginning of the pandemic. Snyder County's total 72. Montour County's has an additional one as well, and that's 79. Uh, as, as I mentioned, one additional death reported uh, from COVID-19. All of those numbers posted at WKOK.com. A 43-page COVID-19 reopening plan will be voted on this week in the Shikonomi School District. Superintendent Dr. Jason Bendel says the vote will take place via Zoom Thursday, 7 p.m. The link will be available on the district's website. As he talked about earlier on the radio, there are three main options. One is a virtual option where everybody studies elsewhere and is doing so online. Another would be an in-school, on-board classroom, face-to-face, on-campus option that was already talked about and would require masking of students. We've learned that. And also a hybrid plan that would use some elements of those previously mentioned options. So that'll be voted on this Wednesday at Chickalemi. And the Danville Area School District, basically the same conversation underway. Danville Superintendent Dr. Ricky Boyle says she will be presenting the district's proposed reopening plan during this Wednesday school board meeting. A vote will then take place the following Wednesday, July 22nd. Dr. Boyle says the intent is for classes to resume in person, but the district is also working on an organized virtual learning platform. She says that system would be used for education and would be managed by district teachers so students, quote, don't miss a beat from classroom learning. Dr. Boyle says this form of learning would be used in case of an all-virtual or hybrid situation. If the district operates in person, Dr. Boyle says the district will enforce Governor Tom Wolf's universal masking rule when social distancing is not possible and masking would be required on buses. She says the district is also using grant money to purchase smaller furniture for classrooms in order to practice social distancing easier. Matt Catrillo, News Radio 1070, WKOK. The Snyder County District Attorney Mike Piazzo did announce criminal homicide charges against Christopher Fernandez after Friday night's deadly shooting in Hummel's Wharf. The DA said Fernandez is facing first degree murder charges and will be held without bail when released from the hospital. DA Piazzo issued a statement saying the horrendous act of domestic violence uh, took two lives and was heartbreaking for the entire regional community. He said Fernandez was taken into custody after being shot by a legally armed bystander and the danger never left the parking lot. You can read the district attorney's statement at WDKOK.com. We are talking about the tragic and untimely deaths of 46-year-old Heather Campbell uh, of uh, the Treverton area and 52-year-old Matthew Bowersox of Mifflinburg. More details about all of this uh, are posted at 
WKOK.com. WKOK News Time. It is uh, now coming up on 9-11. As we uh, mentioned, we have a trooper on the line that is a community service officer that takes care of some of the public information needs that exist within Troop F, which is the broad regional troop around here. Uh, as we've stated earlier, we're gonna, not going to talk about the specifics of Friday night, but we will talk about state police methodology, methodology when they begin investigations. We will talk about PFAs, and as for our citizens intervening in any crime or Friday night's crime. We don't have information to pass along from the trooper on that. But with that, we interview Trooper Mark Reisner. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in today. Very much appreciated. Thank you for having me. I do appreciate it. Well, let's start out with this idea of uh, an an investigation. Again, we're not talking specifics, but uh, uh, when state police get the call that there is a shooting, uh, tell me what kinds of activities uh, go into effect. Well, when we first get a call, you know, the the shots fired, you know, if there's victims, um, you know, our, of course, the call goes out to all available units, um, even though it's in our, and even though it would be, let's just, and I'm going to use the term, our coverage area, if there is a local uh, uh, police department that is closer to that area, you know, they're also getting contacted to respond. So it's not something that just because it's a state police area that everything's just going to be there till we get there. If, if um, uh, you know, there is a local police department that is closer, they're also getting called. They're also responding. Um, we respond to a, an incident like that. You know, the first thing we have to do, we get on scene. You know, we have to find out uh, if the if the actor is still on scene, if the actor's fled uh, the scene, so our primary focus is the safety of everybody that's there. Um, once we've established the fact that the scene is safe, uh, you know, then of course we're checking for victims. Uh, we're, we're making call for EMS to respond to, to come on scene to treat the people who who are injured. Uh, and there's there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of things that are going on. You know, we're we're doing that. You know, we're 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 asking people if there's any witnesses. Uh, we're asking witnesses to stay there so that we can interview them. Once EMS gets on, again, the process is, is once we've established that the scene is safe, you know, we've contacted EMS to get them on scene to treat anybody who is injured. EMS arrives on scene. They start treating uh, uh, the people that are injured and, and doing their job. Then at that point, uh, you know, we would start the initial investigation. And when I talk about this, there, there is a whole lot of factors that you change one thing that I just talked about, and you know it could be going, it, it could change the whole dynamic of it. So I'm just talking about in general terms uh, what we would do uh, when we start the investigation. Of course, you know the first thing we're going to do uh, is we're, we're, we're going to tape off the area to to establish our crime scene. You know that could be. Uh, that could be a, a, a very small area, or that could be the entire parking lot. All depends on the scope of the uh, uh, of the incident that we're dealing with. Uh, we tape off the crime scene because we we have a trooper that will start what we call as a crime scene entry log. That everybody who, at that point that enters the crime scene or that leaves the crime scene is documented. Um, other troopers, when they're arriving on scene, they're going to start interviewing uh, the witnesses, and this is where. People can, um, witnesses might be like, why does this take so long? Well, 
you know, we get there and we start talking to people, and if there's, you know, one or two witnesses is one thing, but if there's multiple witnesses, there's not going to be one trooper that's going to be uh, interviewing, you know, multiple witnesses. There might be two and three or four troopers, all depending upon the the number that need to be interviewed that are going to be interviewed the witnesses, and then. What we want to do is we want to get together and we want to talk, you know, what did the witnesses see, what did they, you know, we want to talk amongst ourselves about what the witnesses saw, what they're relating to us. So all this takes time. Uh, this is not a time when we're, we're, we're looking at, at rushing things. This is not a time where we're looking at, uh, we're not taking into consideration, and I, I want to say this, and I don't want to sound like I'm, like this is, uh, you know, the, the, this is harsh, but we're not taking into consideration other people's schedule. You know, we're not taking into consideration. You know, geez, we've got to hurry up and get this, this these interviews done because we've got to get these these uh, witnesses out of here because they need to continue on with their life or you know, so forth. We're at that point. We're, we're conducting an investigation, and, and if we need to have people stay on scene for an hour, we need to have them stay on scene for an hour. If it's uh, you know, when we can release witnesses and we can have people, okay, we've got the information from you. Thank you very much. We appreciate the fact that you stayed here and we appreciate your cooperation. That's where we're going to release people. Trooper, um, you, you talked about yes, yes, you sir. talked about safety. I know that yes, during part of this, there was talk about evacuating the shopping center. How do you make decisions about what needs to be done to protect a larger area in a situation like this? Well, that all depends upon the 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 facts of, of where the actor uh, is and what other what other facts that we have that if there's more than one actor uh, I've been I've been on scenes already where you know uh, the actor had fled the scene uh, on foot and he's heading in a certain direction and so we we need to take that in consideration so there's there's a whole lot of factors. Uh, on if we're going to evacuate an area uh, that that we need to take into consideration. Okay, so back in sort of your scenario here, at some point you get called in. You're a, you serve as an information officer for local media. You had a press briefing that was there, and uh, you get called. At some point, the district attorney gets called. We see a forensic vehicle there that we typically see out of Montoursville. That's speculating yeah, on my part. Our, our, our forensic service unit would respond to any any scene like that where there's a shooting because they process the scene. Okay. They're, they're the ones that take the pictures the, 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 where, where the evidence is. You know, that evidence stays there until they come and they process the scene. And the district attorney is summoned when to a case, any case? Well, it's, it's district attorney is, is consulted uh, a lot of times on various incidents. They're, they're going to, I'm, I'm not going to speak to when they would or would not show up on scene, but a situation where there's a shooting uh, things like that. That's very common. We would absolutely always be in contact with the district attorney, and, and it would be up to them whether they, they felt the need that they needed to respond to the scene. You mentioned earlier about uh, responding at the initial onset when you get the call. What's state mm-hmm. police policy with respect to how they respond in a heavily traveled highway like Routes 11 and 15 on a Friday night, for example? Well, we always respond our, our, with with what we we. That's hmm. it's a it's a tough question to answer. We respond and we with the with our safety in mind and with the general public safety in mind. 
sometimes incidents, uh, you know, if we arrive, whatever time we arrive is not an issue. Other times incidents that are very serious, we need to respond. We need to get there as quickly as possible. And we, we use our emergency lights and we're driving emergency vehicles and our siren. And if, if traffic is heavy, uh, you know, we may, uh, you know, go into onto the berm or, or, or go to other ways to try to get around traffic. Down the center well, we, left we, turn lane, I've seen that. Yep, yep. It's, but but we're, we're driving, and our, our thought process is we need to arrive. We need to arrive safely. We need to drive. And we also need to take into consideration the, the safety of the, the general public. Okay, so that gives folks a quick sketch of what, what happened that night. Uh, there there were reports on this particular night, and maybe you, you have information on this, maybe not, that one of the troopers was involved in a traffic accident. Do you have anything you can say about that? Yeah, I, 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 I do not. You, it didn't happen, or you can't say anything about no. it? No, I, I, I don't have anything to add. They're, 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 I, I'm aware of there was a crash, but I, I don't know what the details are, sir. Okay, so we'll wait for that. Let's talk about PFAs. Uh, a lot of people are concerned that they, they're just not effective enough. They were strengthened in recent years, but this is an individual that has been criminally charged. So sometimes the, the PFA just doesn't help under these circumstances. What can you say about this idea that uh, PFAs are, are meant to assist when individuals are going to be law-abiding, but they they just don't seem to be enough under some other circumstances. Well, I just we're, we're talking, you know, generally about PFAs. When a PFA is issued, okay, the uh, and there, there's no like this is this is always the way PFAs are. There's there are PFAs that are issued and, and under certain PFAs, there's going to be certain restrictions against the. Uh, that the protected person, if the PFA is issued against one uh, person A and person B is a protected person, uh, any violation of that PFA under Pennsylvania state law, if let's just say, for example, it's very common that there is a no contact order, uh, you, the person A is not allowed to contact person B in any shape or form, and that will also be stated in there even via third party. Like, for example, person A calls uh, a mutual friend up and says, hey, you know, uh, let person B know that uh, I want to get back together, I want to put this behind us. That that would be considered a PFA violation. If person A uh, texts person B, uh, makes a phone call, anything like that, that's a contact, that is a PFA violation. And when a PFA violation is reported and we do our investigation and it's determined that it is a PFA violation, we uh, go out and we make contact with the person uh, who violated the PFA and we take them into custody. We bring them back to our station and we prepare uh, charges and they're, they're seen by a judge uh, that, 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 at that time, yes. right after charges are prepared. Is that enough, Trooper? I mean, from my standpoint, I look at it and I say, if someone has made threats to someone and they get a PFA against them, it seems to me like there should be some sort of a hearing almost immediately to determine the mental health of the person making the threat and whether or not they are, in fact, a threat to the person that's uh, got the PFA against them. Here, in this case, I know we're not talking specifics, but there was nine days between the time the the charge was filed and when there would have been a hearing. Do we need to speed that process up? Well, 
I'm not going to, uh, as you said, I'm not going to discuss about this particular incident. Uh, but every incident's different, sir. Um, the, well, that would be a legislative the, the, solution people could seek if, yeah, it, if, if it, they want to do it, that. It, it isn't any. It's, it's nothing that the the the, the state police is going to make the determination that hey, this has got to be speeded. This is you know anything like that. It, it's going to come from the uh, the, the legislator and, and changing the way uh, the the. Uh, the, the level of the crime is the grade of the crime and, and, and what we're required to do. Do you get involved at all in PFSAs, except not on the issuing end? You only get involved on the violation end and enforcement that's, end, right? That's correct. Okay. So yeah, if we... PFAs are issued by the, by, by, by the Proneteries Office. Okay. So given your experience as a trooper, do you think the current system is effective? The current system is effective in that the, the PFA the PFAs are very specific. There, there's there's not a gray area when it comes to a PFA violation. When somebody reports uh, that they're, they're a PFA violation, when we investigate it, the 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 way the PFAs are set up, there's not it's not a gray area. It's not like well you're you're allowed to contact the person as long as you, you don't you know threaten them. No, it's, it, it'll be in there. There'll be, if, if the PFA says no contact, no contact means it's their birthday, and I just sent them a text message, happy birthday, that's still a contact. Mm-hmm. So the PFAs are set up that there, there is almost no gray area. That's the, that's the good thing about a PFA when, when they issue them and the way it's set up. Would putting a tracker in someone's vehicle be a violation? If they don't know it yeah, was there? Yes. Okay. We, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That that would be yes. That's that's uh, yes. There's 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 a violation that 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 would have that would have occurred there. Yes. All right. Well, we do appreciate this. In the future, uh, when we want more information that is specific about this case, from where will that emanate? How can we get more details about what happened that night? The investigator would be putting out updated news releases. Um, or there will be charges being filed at the uh, additional charges being filed. There's a preliminary, uh, there's an arraignment that's going to be coming up. Uh, uh, the steps are, you know, when, when anything, when felony charges like this are filed, there's an arraignment. Uh, after the arraignment, there will be a preliminary hearing. So, okay, so we're always uh, glad for your uh, public information service. We appreciate it. Thank you, Trooper. Thanks a lot. Yes, sir. I appreciate the time. Have a good day. appreciate that. Trooper Mark Reisner, uh, Troop F Community Service Officer, serves as a public information officer for news media. We'll flip back to open phones. Uh, Topic of discussion, tragic for really the broad entire community in every way. Uh, Last Friday night, uh, give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemark.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, we are talking about the really tough case uh, Friday night. We had a state trooper on the line talking about state police investigations and PFAs in general, uh, not specifically about that uh, case. And earlier today, uh, talked about a citizen who intervened, and uh, uh, we did not solicit, nor have we accepted, uh, individuals calling in with various remembrance and Tributes. You know, we talked about that idea, but didn't do that. But uh, be suffice to say that both of these individuals are just being uh, held up in uh, the highest regard in our community. Uh, just a real outpouring of uh, just tragic emotion from people all weekend long on social media. Uh, family members of both individuals weighing in on our Facebook and social media pages, talking about uh, just the super people that these two individuals were. So the just broad tragedy can't be diminished in any way. As we talk about logistics and investigations and intervening in PFAs, uh, we are not omitting or forgetting or unaware of what was a, a very important conversation over the weekend. Just the utter shock and sorrow that uh, people felt. We were scheduled to talk to uh, David Campbell on the sunrise this morning in the Line Mountain School District. Heather Sue Campbell is his sister. So, of course, he begged off as you certainly understand from the sunrise appearance. And we had a wide range of remarks from a wide range of people over the weekend. Well, we have one call coming in and one on the line. So, uh, Good morning, Demos. Thanks for checking in this morning. You're on the mark. Thank you for taking my calls. Uh, I am listening to uh, the slogan, call the president, uh, stop the tweeting and look for the health workers. Democrats blame the president, but they supposed to call Mayor de Blasio to remain him. Two years ago, he said the president is not welcome in his city. We, why he not stop to smoke marijuana and start to save the city from the anarchy and the chaos? So a good idea this fall would be to vote for President Trump, correct? Uh, of course, because, uh, and I call you tomorrow outside of the Daily Arams door to, de- to demonstrate with me. You gonna do it? Huh? Are we gonna do what? I go tomorrow to demonstrate outside of the Daily Arams door. Oh, you oh, wanna okay. demonstrate outside the Daily Adam? Oh. Why? Because. They they put uh, handicaps and uh, reporters uh, and the reporters here and canalize the truth about what happened in the Sunbury. Well, they don't publish the truth about what happened in Sunbury. I think he's saying. Okay. So. Well, there's different kinds of truth. There's the truth that you hold near and dear to you that uh, we uh, the selectively... The corruption destroyed the, the city, destroyed the states, Perfect. and uh, finally going to destroy the nation. Oh, Okay. 
I caught some of that. Oh. Destroying this, destroying the city, the right. state, and then eventually right. the nation. Yep. yep, got you. All right. So, what are you going to do tomorrow? Are you coming to join me? Well, what Police? time? What time are you? <laughs> what what time are you having this demonstration, Demos? What time? I don't know. I'm going to find out uh, tonight when they're making the council meeting. I got you. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. At the city okay. council meeting. Yep. Good idea. Okay. All right, Demos. Thank you so much good, for good calling luck with in. Your Very protest. much appreciated. Next up, last caller before a quickie break, uh, Bob Douglas. Of course, a wide range of experiences related to pub, uh, protection from abuse orders. Good morning, sir. Thanks for checking in. Well, you know, when it comes to the you know the issuance of something like that, I mean, you have to look at like you know uh, when you're getting uh, uh, like a speeding ticket type thing and and of course you have more than one more than one speeding ticket and then it you know it gets into reckless driving and that i mean somewhere along the line there there ought to be uh i don't know a, a process for the ps that you know like one might be a warning and might by this and that of, of, of however that what what facts that they base things on so maybe uh like a uniform uh type uh, process. Right. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Uh, I'm sure that uh, we need a legislative solution for that. All right. Thank you so All much. Right, thank you. Yep. Appreciate your two cents on that topic. We'll take a quickie break. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, just posted on WKOK's uh, social media. Uh, Let's see, what do we know here? CBS is uh, reporting, if I can get this to come up here now. Talk among yourselves for one second. Well, I'll tell you what they said. CBS is reporting the Redskins are going to change their name. Right, it's official. It's official, Yeah, but not what they're changing their name to. In a statement posted on Twitter, Washington, D.C.'s football team says it's retiring the Redskins' name and logo after a review. The team says... It's developing a new name and design. A lot of people say it's a good idea for them to stand down and develop that new name and design later. Maybe they should change so. to the Washington Chickens since they're giving in to... Right. You think they're <laughs> uh, bowing to public pressure, and that's a disparaging remark. You don't like the idea that they're choosing no, I a just, less offensive I just like name. The, uh, I just didn't think it was offensive, and, and the majority of Native Americans didn't think it was offensive, and 80% of them didn't think it was offensive. <laughs> <laughs> but if I thought it was so honoring eighty percent of African Americans don't mind the N word and you don't mind the N word, we should still use it. No, because the twenty percent, oh, okay. the, the redskin isn't a dirty word. It is well, a it nasty is to word. the individuals who hear it, and it was intended to be a, a derogatory. Do you think term. it was? I thought it was just a descriptor. It was like if I say Mark Lawrence is white. 
is that describing you in an unfair way, or am I making a disparaging remark about you? Or if I say uh, the Oriental lady is yellow, is that disparaging? Yes. That's yeah. disparaging, yeah. okay. If Honestly, I say the black yeah. man is black, is that disparaging? Oh, my gosh. No, I'm just curious. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell where the line Becoming is drawn Becoming sensitive and respectful is killing you, isn't it? It is. Minus <laughs> to Pete. No, I just, I just think the Redskins have been around since, what, the 1930s. Maybe when it right. started, maybe it was intended to be derogatory, but their logo was never like the Cleveland Indians Chief Wahoo, which I found offensive. I never to? found the I never found the Redskins logo offensive. Right, but you're a white cracker. What do you care what uh, all these derogatory names? <laughs> I are? hang out at the Cracker Barrel. Do you? Okay. I do. <laughs> That's a great place to go. Change that name. I find it offensive. All right, we're enjoying open phones. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We have no emails that are on topic that I detect. Uh, oh, how about the one that's called a double homicide? So how about that? I didn't even see this down there. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's from uh, Mike Bowling. He says the killing of the people in the local restaurant parking lot is several aspects to the story. The shooter still being alive with charges pending will keep the complete story undisclosed since it's an active murder case. The restaurant is a gun-free zone. If the victims had a permit to carry a pistol and left them home or in their car, this left them unarmed. The information to the public was the victims were headed back towards their car from the gun-free zone. Sign Mike. Okay. The restaurant's gun-free. Maybe they have signage to that effect there. Terrible to say. I've never been in the place. Uh, I'm not a big wing fan, I guess. I had a big meeting with there one time. That's the only time I was ever there. I that understand your wings ago. are very good, but good I'm salad. just not a wing fan. Get the chef's salad with house dressing, and you'll be happy there. Okay, I'll write that down. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our t- open phones. We do not have anybody on the line right at the moment. 1-800-795-9565. There was another explosion over the weekend. Wangers. Yes, in Mifflinburg. Uh, the, the grocery store in Mifflinburg put a sign on their door. Uh, read, read the top part and then read number 19 as best well, it, you can. It says, attention customers, please respect people in this store who do not wear a face mask. It's their choice for their health. And then number two is, please respect people in the store who do, do wear a face mask. It's their choice for their health. It goes on with a lot of information about the coronavirus, pointing out that it probably isn't as bad as everybody thinks. And they have that debunked uh, 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 AOC tweet there saying that we have to keep the country under wraps until after the November election. Right. That's, that's a false statement. But number 19 is a little hard to read in the, uh, the copy I got. It said, there are people who get COVID-19 and not all of the... Um, okay, I can see it. It's I have a different picture. It says, and number 19, there's 24 reasons so why they're doing what they're doing at the store, which is, I mean, the store is welcome to all, but some people wear masks sure. and some don't. Number 19, there are people who got COVID-19 and not all the others living in the same house got it. This proves that COVID-19 is not as contagious as the news media and many others have blown it up to be. Now, you and I have heard that a couple Quite of times. Quite a bit, yes. Right. So that's, and, and in fact, it, it is a true statement uh, since it has morphed and evolved and the strain that's around here is less contagious than the one that's killing young people in Pittsburgh, literally. But in any event, uh, there's one more sentence in number 19. It says, and I'll have to read the whole thing because of this context. It says, uh, there are are people who got COVID-19 and not all the others living in the same house got it. This proves that COVID-19 is not as contagious as the news media and many others have blown it up to be. A lot of these same people support LGBTQ. This lifestyle is sin in God's eyes and spreads deadly diseases and sickness. Are they really concerned about people's health? 
So. And now there so are, are apparently going to be protests in front of the store for them. So are lesbians sinful in God's eyes and spreading deadly diseases and sickness? Are gay people, we'll say gay men, uh, sinning in God's eyes and spreading deadly diseases and sickness? Well, first of all, there are two different issues here. Whether or not it's a sin depends on your interpretation of the Bible and what religious group you belong to, or if you even belong to a religious group. Okay. But I see nothing that would indicate to me that they are at risk of spreading any particular disease more than anybody else. No, but uh, Bible thumpers hold this, uh, this. See, that's a derogatory term. Is it? You can be a, a person of faith, and you can believe in the Bible without being called a Bible thumper. The Bible thumpers you like hold me to their call Bible you a, and whack you on the head with it. They hold it up in their right arm, up in the air, and then they hit you on the head with it like it's a big mallet. <laughs> Is that what they do? Yes, that's why they, they're thumping. They don't thump the Bible. They thump your head with the Bible and say, the Bible says this. And so you, they beat you over the you head with wrong. it. Then. Okay. Well, all right. So... Are the folks at Wenger's entitled to their opinion? Absolutely they Absolutely. are. And they, have, they put it on the front of the store. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, there I saw on Facebook there are people going to organize protests and have some sort right. of a there'll be a pride, pride parade, parade there, there. Saturday. Right. Just don't shop there. If you don't like what they're saying, don't shop there. It's your right. But I mm-hmm. think they have a right to post that on their store. Well, they have a right to parade there, too. But it, as so, long, not so in their Wanger's parking rights lot, are not very their, important, but people who don't... Not on their private property. Have you looked at that? No, they'll have to stay out by the highway. And that's pretty dangerous because the highway is pretty close there, to the... There's adequate room there. Besides, Wanger stands out by the highway uh, pumping up uh, church messages all the time out there. So, I mean, that, Which is their prerogative. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying people stand by the highway with important messages frequently. All right, what's your point? What's your view on this, uh, folks? I'll read number 19 again. I'd love to get your opinion. There are people who got COVID-19 and not all the others living in the same house got it. This proves that COVID-19 is not as contagious as the news media and many others have blown it up to be. A lot of these same people support LGBTQ. This lifestyle is sin in God's eyes and spreads deadly diseases and sickness. Are they really concerned about people's health? Well, there is a huge... (laughs) outpouring of opposition to this remark and some support on social media over the weekend. Mostly opposition. There will be a gay pride parade there this weekend, or I think they just call it a pride parade uh, this weekend. I think it's Saturday afternoon. I don't have that post in front of me, so people are very concerned. But dozens and dozens of people said... uh, I would never shop there in the first place, and I would well, never go right. there now. Sure. And dozens of people who said they used to shop there now won't go back. Fortunately, there's a wise market right up the road, so you're not leaving yourself without any groceries. Well, you know, the other the other element of this is why in the world would a businessman, regardless of his religious convictions, choose to post something that would predictably offend a large number of customers? Because it of his religious counter- convictions. It seems counterproductive. But yes, but what do his religious convictions have to do with whether or not he sells groceries? In other words, why not put a sign out front of your store that says, we do not sell groceries to LGBTQ people. Right. Um, I think there's this, uh, people who are Bible literalists like this feel as though they need to, that they're obligated to speak up and make sure that the whole world knows, however however they, you know, whatever means they have at their disposal, if you own a store, then putting a sign in the window is the way to do it, to make sure that the whole world knows how strongly they feel about their religion and, and these various aspects of their religion. 
Orleans. But this only enters in at number 19 out of 24. <laughs> it would seem to be yeah, Jesus <laughs> is in the very last sentence, so they wait to the end to uh, spring him on you. So, All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. One of our good listeners says the Redskins' name was in honor of their first coach, who was a Native American. The team was based in Boston in the 1930s. All right, thank you for that. Uh, Dale, you're on the mark. We're talking about Wangers and the Redskins. What's your view on all this? Yeah, I don't find anything offensive because it's just a spider web. I just want to say, you know, our programming system that we have, which people call media, has always been about divide. So if I accept, it's not a spider web. So I just okay. want to tell people, you, it's, easy, it's easier to accept things than to find things offensive. And I mean, that's what keeps the wheels rolling for our programming system, which we call media. And like I said, you know, you got Democrats, Republicans, conservative, liberal. You know, you can get caught in the web. And then you got to respond to it because you're caught and you can't do nothing. The easiest way to do it, instead of responding to it, is accept it. And I mean, everybody has their own little, you know, rackets and schemes. But, you know, like I said, uh, I think it's time for our younger children to take over because I feel as though the older generation are <clears throat> need the media in order to, you know, keep, uh, I guess that's their thrill. I don't know. I think this younger generation has are more higher cognitive thinking with acceptance. And I think that's where we're headed. So I, I just, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's just hard to find anything offensive anymore. Okay. All right. Well said. All right. Thank you so much. Stay Uh, tuned. We'll keep programming you. Dan, you're on the mark. We're talking about the Winger store in Mifflinburg. Hey, good morning. Well, I I love that store for a lot of reasons. (laughs) Now more than ever. (laughs) Okay. Amen, brother. Why, first time I shopped there, I heard the beautiful hymns, the old hymns of the faith. That had a lot of meeting, meeting in them, meaning, and I love shopping there. I could praise the Lord all the way through the store while we shopped there, and I appreciate their stand. It shows why I love living in the central Susquehanna Valley. We still have people with values and share the truth and share their faith. And that's the one great thing I love about that store. So you won't be attending the Pride Parade then on Saturday? <laughs> no, 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 I won't. You know, it's what this is, the deeper issue here is what the left is trying to do is divide, divide America, divide us. So we destroy ourselves is the deeper issue. And people... Let me ask you a question, Dan. Let me ask you a question. Don't you consider their remarks divisive? There's no reason. There's no reason to put that in a in a message to your customers about why some people don't have a mask on. But yeah, about why some people don't (laughs) have a mask on. If you are gay, you're currently spreading deadly diseases, and wear a mask. You know. And you don't think that's divisive? Yes. That's gluing us back together. Okay, yeah. At one time, what that was that would have been considered the right thing to put up, but our society has de 
moralized so much. Now we consider that offensive. Well, we the whole nation is becoming less offensive in in other ways. I mean, we've stopped using the word redskin. We've stopped using the N word in a general basis. You know, we've we've stopped calling all kinds of people all kinds of things. So, our, you're right. Our nation has stopped using uh, a lot of nicknames to describe people and a lot of disparaging remarks and a lot of uh, you know closely you held know, myths. Let me put it this way: <laughs> way back. Before, in ancient days when I was in school, the name we use for gays is what they want to be called today. And it, and the name we used, it was, for a while, it was considered incorrect. Now they call themselves that. What, queer, you mean? Yeah. They, well, that they doesn't exist. They that on their own, and it was considered incorrect there for a good many years now they use it so that's not exactly what queer means but anyway go ahead but that they in the eyes of the everything's in the eyes of the beholder but uh no i i think this is the deeper thing mark is divide and conquer every issue the news media brings up to the front. They're only trying to divide America and conquer. Okay. And when they conquer, their freedoms are going to be gone, too. Their First Amendment will be gone. You won't be able to come on the radio and call the leader of America a buffoon or whatever you wish. Or he won't be that able to call. freedom will be gone forever. <laughs> the name caller-in-chief is the most divisive man in the country. All right. Thank you so much, Dan. appreciate that. Yeah, what is it? Uh, the president called Pat Toomey, the senator, a rhino over the weekend. And well, had that's some other... hard, hardly a you know, terrible name call. <laughs> I know. I call you that when you were a member of the Republican Party. I wear Party. it like a badge. <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Pat Toomey will as well. All right. We got uh, callers standing by. We're going to run out of time. we got texts and emails and callers. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565 is the number you'll need tomorrow. Our final guests get two and a half minutes. Uh, Tom, you're on the mark. Uh, oops, wrong line. There we go. Tom, you're on the mark. Yeah, if uh, COVID isn't so uh, so uh, easy to catch, uh, why, why are they loading people in uh, freezers down in, in Texas and Florida now? I mean... The, the hospitals down there are full in the big city, around the big cities. The hospitals are full. The people are dying. 
they're putting them in freezers again, just like just like up in New York. <laughs> these people that that are these doubters that keep calling and saying that this isn't contagious, you're off your rocker. You know, I don't know what world they're living in. I, I just don't. It's ridiculous. These people that call this show and say these stupid, stupid things. Well, this is on the wankers. Listen, we didn't have anybody call today that said anything like that, Tom. This is a store that's posted something oh, like that. Well, but you've got people that call like Van, and then and, and they say, no, they don't believe it. You cut that, you Just know, a flu. People are, are, there's something wrong with them. Well, they're when entitled to their people, opinion. When you right. have so many people dying that you have to have freezer trucks outside of a hospital like and then in you New make York. an argument that it's not contagious. There's got to be something wrong with you. Well, some of those trucks are there, are they not? Because they are not holding funerals at the moment, and they're being held held in refrigerated units until a funeral can, can be held. Well, if there's too many funerals, <laughs> not, if there's too many funerals that they can't handle it, then people, no, too many you're people mis- are dying. You're missing, you the, you're missing make, the point, make Tom. Make argument all Tom. you want. It's, it's a ridiculous argument. Tom, you're missing the point. I mean, if if no, uh, you're missing the no, point. No, let me finish. If you can't have a funeral for somebody because of COVID restrictions, they do tend to pile up because people die <laughs> anyway. The reason they're not having funerals, the reason they can't have funerals, is because the funerals are all backed up. I mean, you can only you that can only embalm point. so many people. <laughs> can only do so many at a day. Right. Okay. And, you know, and this Dan, this this Dan keeps calling up on this dividing. He is one of the biggest dividers there are that calls this show. Well, he just if expresses his opinion. His religious, well, you're divided then, then from you're, it. Then, then you're you're gonna. And the you're not going to go to pot. You're not divisive. You don't believe in his religious stuff. He's one of the biggest dividers that calls this show. Well, how do you rate yourself in that category? <laughs> Just out of curiosity. How do I rate myself? Yeah. Are you a divider? He's appropriately divisional. I'm not a divider. No, oh, this okay. Trump is no good. I well, no. Then that, is, right I, away, you've divided he yourself. Left the off. He just left. He just left the guy off that was that was convicted he by didn't, a jury. He didn't let him off. Peers, he, he didn't, left him off. He did not leave him off. He commuted his sentence. If he left him <laughs> off, he would have pardoned him. <laughs> him off. He par- if he had pardoned him, he'd let him off, right. as Barack Obama did seventeen hundred uh, times, Joe, and Trump's done now ten. You're trying to, now you're trying double talk. Yeah, no, I'm not double talking. You just don't want to hear the facts, Tom. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. We had to move on. Dick, you go right ahead. You got a minute. Well, I'm going to make this quick. This morning I heard that one of the reasons that the uh, Redskins uh, well, are going to probably have to take their time with a uh, new logo because of trademark violations. Right, yeah, there's, they talked about hun- that. There's hundreds and hundreds of teams out there all over that have a trademark with their logo, so they're going to have to do, do a pretty uh, intense background investigation to, to make sure that they're not violating anybody's, because they have lots of product they sell that I, eventually. you got a good point. That's an excellent point. So let me think of an animal that doesn't have too many sports teams. Skunks. Skunks? <laughs> yeah, all right. So it's... So this isn't going to be done in one or two days. I'm Probably sure they're not. They're going to have to get it done by the time they're ready to play football. But even so, they're going to have to be very careful. I'm not sure if it just involves trademarks in the United States or worldwide. Oh, probably worldwide, I would think. So, yeah. so I'm not sure. I'm not sure who's left. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good well, point. Well, I heard it this morning on a talk show. Oh, not on a talk show, on, on a sports broadcast, and that's the reason that they, this might take a while. Okay, that's a good so, point. Thanks. Yeah, we had Fox Appreciate Sports. your call. Thank you. We had Fox Sports Radio on this morning. They were talking about that all, really? all morning long. Okay. It's complicated. There's gazillions and gazillions of factors the, involved in the Washington skunks, the Washington squirrels. I think there is a team of squirrels. Possum, are there possums? The Washington possums? Know, probably. Okay.
The Porcupine. I've Barry seen the Redskins Zunder. play. They do play dead sometimes, so maybe that, that <laughs> so would be That's what someone said. They play dead at home. And <laughs> This is WKOK Sunbury.